Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Brother Vic. Thank you so much, Brother Vic. Oh, man. This whole series has been on vision. It's been on vision. It's been on vision. It's been on vision in the name of Jesus. Oh, it's been on vision. An abundant lifestyle. That's what I've got written down on the vision prayer sheet that I made. I made this prayer sheet last year, and I've just been going over it for a year. And I pray this thing all the time. And you notice Brother Vic was praying scriptures, and that's what I love to do. You pray the scriptures. You pray the scriptures. Abundant lifestyle. Hallelujah. Enlarge the place of your tent. Open your eyes. Open your eyes, right? Let it stretch forth, right? Remove the limitations. Remove the limitations. Get your focus on Him, right? The curtains of your habitation, spread them out. Spread them out. Spread them out in the name of Jesus. Hey, no excuses. Let's just do it. Just just do it. Just spread it out. Open them. Open them, right? Don't spare. Ignite it, right? Don't hold it back. Lengthen your cords. Lengthen your cords. Continue that grow. Continue that flow. Maintain that flow. Look what happened when we entered in. Did you sense the presence of the Lord when we entered in? Oh, man. Stay in that flow. Stay in the flow. Flow in the glow is like I like to say it. Strengthen. Strengthen. Harden. Strong. Prune away the old. Prune away the old. Right? Strengthen yourself. And get those stakes into the ground. Get them into the ground. Hold fast to your confessions. Hold fast to those confessions. Hold fast to those confessions. Brother Vic was confessing what the Lord gave us on the cross. He was confessing it. By His stripes we are healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory. 2019, right? Marvels, wonders, extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Saying it over and over. As I was praying with the Holy Spirit, stay in this flow. Who's got a financial need that they want to have? Okay, I was praying with the Holy Ghost about that. Just come right up here. Just come right up here, okay? What we're going to do is we're going to release our faith, okay? So come up here and just stand right up here, okay? Go ahead and just stand to the left and the right, because I was just sensing from the Holy Spirit, okay? I want to share a testimony as you're coming up, okay? There's a young man who wants to go to Brother Copeland's Bible school, and he came to this church. He came in the summertime, and he couldn't get the, the money to go. And so he went back to his house discouraged, okay? And so he told me he wanted to go back to Oklahoma, right? And I said, well, is this what you believe the Lord's leading you to do? And he said, yeah, I believe this is it. So he goes back, okay? And so he does, but, but I tell him, okay, I come in agreement. What, what do you believe the Lord is asking you to do? Now what everyone else is saying, what do you believe? He says, Brother Joseph, I believe that I'm supposed to go to this Bible school, right? And so I said, all right, you go, when you go back to Oklahoma, you, you get a job, okay? You get a job, okay? And so he went back and he got a job, okay? It was only part-time, but he got a job, right? Well, something happened while he was there. He started to get a little bit discouraged, okay? And um, I said, start saving. Just put something away. you got to put a seed out there because the Lord tells you the seed. And I, asked, I told him to pray, ask God where you can sow, how you can sow. Because the Lord will be creative with your sowing, whether it be time, whether it be money. You've got a seed, right? You're not broke. You have a seed, right? Herb-bearing seed. The Lord gave us dominion and he gave us a seed, right? So he does something, right? The Lord wants to fill your bank account, right? He wants to burst it, right? Bless the Lord with your first increase, with your first fruits, right? And your barns are filled with plenty. So I said, I don't care if it's five bucks. Just put five bucks and just start saving it, right? Okay? So he does that. Well, he sends me a, he, he texts me about a couple days later, somebody sows into him $500, okay? And then as we're sitting there and we're praying with each other, I just sense from the Holy Spirit, the Lord's going to promote you. The Lord's going to promote you, right? And so he, he texts me four days later and says, I got a full, they, they, they promoted me to full time. 
And now he's saving money. So, so now he got $500. Now he's got more money, right? Then he gets a letter from the, from the Bible school. Congratulations, you have been accepted. You can go next year to the Bible school. Then he texts me like four days again later. And he says, he showed me a picture of it. And he said, here's my first check, my first down payment for $1,000, okay? And he, he said, I just wanted to give you a picture of it. I just want you to know I'm sending it in today. This was like back on Thursday of last week. I'm sending it in, okay? And, uh, and his faith has just gone to, to another level. It, it's taking steps. And so when I was praying with the Holy Spirit, right? You know, the word of the Lord came to me and he said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to release our faith together. I'm going to put my faith with your faith, okay? And I'm going to believe that when you leave here, okay, whether you brought an offering tonight or wait for Sunday, okay, or, or when you get back, but when you get back with your quiet time with the Lord, your intimate time with the Lord, okay, he's, he, he's going to start talking to you, all right? He's going to tell you something, Okay. He's going to tell you, right? That woman whose husband died, right? And she owed all this money to the creditors, right? And they're coming to take her kid. She was a widow. She came to the man of God, and he says, well, what do you got? She says, well, all I got is this jar of oil. And then the Lord spoke to the prophet, and that's when he started giving directions, right? So she obeyed and followed it. And then look what happened. So the Holy Spirit told me to join my faith with yours. Okay, I'm going to join my faith with yours. It's going to be done according to your faith, okay? According to your vision, according to the word of God, okay? And so we come in agreement right now in the name of Jesus. That you, we were talking about the name of Jesus. You have a covenant with, with Jesus. You have that covenant in Jesus' name. And he's going to talk to you. He's going to talk to them and you're going to talk to him. And when you get home, you're going to talk to him, okay? And you're going to say, Jesus, I'm one in you and you're one in me, okay? Yeah. Yes, I'm one in you, and you're one in me. You said, give, and it shall be given back to you. Right? Press down full measure. Right? Shaking together, running over. Men will start giving into your bosom. Right? And it will open things up. Right? So, Jesus, what do I have? What do I have, and what can I do that I can use as a point of contact to release my faith in this? And then I'm going to take steps to start believing when I do this. So that when you release your faith as you give, release your faith as you give. So in the name of Jesus... I come in agreement with you in Jesus' name, okay? The Lord's going to share with you what he wants you to do, okay? He's going to share with you. Spend some time with him. He'll tell you, okay? He'll tell you, all right? And you're going to get excited because you'll hear it from him. You'll know it, okay? Whatever it is. And then you release it. You release that faith with joy, okay? Yeah, yeah, in the name of Jesus, yes. Yes, okay? Thank you, Jesus. The Lord's going to, yes, yes. You're going to spend some time with him, okay? And he's going to share with you. He's going to show you what to release, okay? And then when you do, release it with joy. Because he's the source. He's the supplier. Amen. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. See, the Lord gave a seed. And when Brother Vic was praising the Lord, he said something. The Lord said, light be, right? He said, light be, okay? This whole universe is full of gold. It's full of silver. It's full of all kinds of metals and ore. The Lord has put everything in our grass. He's put everything in the universe for us. And he knows how to bless. He know, He's the prophet, man. The Lord's our prophet. He's our teacher, right? And boy, when you put money in his hands, what happened when that kid brought those loaves and fishes? <laughs> he blessed it, and look what happened. I believe the Lord's going to show you you're going to release your faith. I believe you're going to release your faith. I believe it's going to happen. You're going to hear from them, okay? Amen. You're going to hear from them in your time. It's going to happen. Amen. And release your faith when you do this, okay? God bless you. God bless you. Yes, yes. 
Yes, you have something. You've got something the Lord can bless. You've got it. You've got something, right? So in these intimate moments, you're going to release it. You're going to release it. See, we're talking about vision, right? And we know who we are in Christ Jesus. Vision, right? And you know the fun part about this? You're going to hear it from the Lord. You're going to hear See, that's what happens. See, the Lord hears from the Father, right? And he tells it to you through the Holy Spirit, right? And the Holy Spirit speaks to you. He said, I won't speak of myself. Whatever I hear the Father say, come through Jesus, right? He's going to say it to you, right? Hallelujah. He's going to say it to you. Yes. You're going to focus on him. You're going to say, Lord, yeah, yeah, take this, use this, bless this, release this in Jesus' name, okay? Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. You guys will hear the voice of the Lord when you're in your quiet time. Yes. And you know, when the Lord said, press down, shaking together and running over, it's a step, right? It's a step. I sold four. All I had one time was $40. And I said, what I'm doing right now with you guys is what the Lord did with me. I said, Lord, I'm fed up. I got these 40 bucks. Take it and use it. Show me what to do with it. And he told me right away what to do with it. I spent an intimate moment. He said, take it down to that church down the street. When you come in, you release it. And when you release it, be joyful when you release it. And I said, Lord, you're my source. And immediately when I did that, that whole week, I started, it started coming back in increments of $40. And before I knew it, with, by the end of the month, I had, I had close to five or $600 that came back to me. And then I got even more in another three weeks. It, it just started coming. And, it, and I was, the thing that I laughed about was is it came in the increment that I gave. And that's what I thought was so funny. But it was coming down in $40, pressed down. I mean, $40 was coming from everywhere. And I was just laughing about it when it happened. So hallelujah in Jesus' name. Or at least my faith with you in Jesus' name. And Armando, come here, brother. Come here. Oh, man. Your family right now. I heard it from the Lord. I knew you'd be here tonight. And I saw you text. And you're coming. When we were sitting here praising, I was like, yes, I was going to be here. The Lord is restoring your family. Look what he's doing to your family. He's restoring it. I just want you to know, the Lord sees your heart. He's restoring your family. Look at what he's doing in your family. He's restoring it. Watch what happens. Man, this marriage you guys get into, watch this. Watch him gel it. Watch him bless it. In Jesus' name, just know he loves you. Because I just released my faith with you because I just heard it from the Lord. So God bless you. It's restoral. Restoral has happened. Oh, man. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Hey, thank you for your faith. Thank you for coming in agreement in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Man, when you spend quiet time with the Lord and you get intimate with him, the stuff he does, hallelujah. Well, welcome tonight. Welcome. We've been talking about vision, okay? And uh, what I'd like to do is, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. As we speak your words tonight, Holy Spirit, you moved on the word of God. Oh, my. You, Holy Spirit, you were hovering. You were just waiting. And, and the way the Hebrews said it, when I was reading from the old sages, they said, as soon as the Lord said, light, light, immediately, the Holy Spirit began to move. And immediately, the Holy Spirit began to do what the Lord said. Holy Spirit, as soon as we speak the word of God, I know you're going to move on it. You're going to move on it in the name of Jesus. So as we speak these words tonight, Lord, you're going to do your work. You're going to open their ears. You're going to open their eyes, right? Because your word is a treasure for us. It's hidden for us in the name of Jesus. And we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, On January 30th, Pastor Justin uh, started talking about vision. And what I do is I like to take my notebook and I like to write down what he talks about, right? And I start hearing from the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit begins to speak, I start to write things down, right? As I'm getting the message, as the Holy Spirit begins to talk, right? Because he'll start talking to you. And man, I just start listening and write it down. And he went to Proverbs 4. And he went to verse 18, okay? And then Proverbs 4, chapter 
18, or chapter 4, verse 18, he's taught that Solomon is writing here, and he says that the path of the just, and because of Jesus, we're made righteous. Oh, hallelujah. The path of the just, your walk in life, your steps in life, right? It's like a shining light. Think of the sun when it comes up, how it just dispels darkness and how it just goes over and just nothing really escapes it. It shines on everything, right? Your, your entire life, your entire walk, okay? The path of the just. The path of the just. The path of the just. It's a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day, okay? And so... Highlights of this. Where you look is where you're going, right? That's your focus. Man, confession is direction, I always like to say. Man, where you point that car, what you're saying, that's where you're going, man. That's where you're going. That's what's on the inside of you. Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And so, you know, where you look is where you're going. Focus, right? Building the steps of your life. You can choose to either live in the blessing or you can choose to live in a curse. And I heard Dr. Seville say that one time a long time ago. Oh, it went on the inside of me. I can choose to live in a blessing. I can have an abundant lifestyle. I can choose to live in this, right? So what you look at is what will charge or fuel. It'll develop your desire. And you can change the atmosphere of any situation or condition. You can change the atmosphere. You can change it. You don't have to be, you don't have to be intimidated. You can change it. You can change it. You can change it. You get a prognosis from a doctor. Yeah, they give diagnosis, but it's the prognosis I don't agree with, okay? And so I come to the Lord, right? And I say, what about this, Lord? Well, what does the Word say, right? I can change the condition, okay? Financial situation. I can change the condition, right? Strife. You know, anything that the enemy tries to throw at you. I can change the situation. I can choose the blessing, right? I can just readjust my focus and remember who I am, okay? If you want God's best, you will have to fuel and feed on his desires. Okay, and you talk about Proverbs chapter 4, 20 to 27, tending to the word. We know that the word gives life, right? Begins to create vision. And if you can fuel a desire, that means you can starve or change bad desires. Think about that. Think about that. You can create new life-changing desires. You can begin to crave the blessing. You can begin to crave the environment of the Lord in your life. That's just powerful. And, you know, I heard Dr. Savell. He came here a couple of years ago, and it was one of the Chariots of Lights meeting. And, and he, man, the Lord was getting on us through him, okay? And he said, you got to change the condition of your atmosphere at your house, right? So the first thing I did is I went and I bought one of those little recordable, not recordable, it's one of those radio things you can get or Bluetooth things, you know? And so the first thing I did is I began to just play praise music in my house. I just kept it going. I just started to get it going. You know, just keep it going. Set that atmosphere. Man, you come into our house now, it's peace. There is peace in our house. It's flourishing. You can change the conditions. You can change the conditions. Isn't it exciting? Oh, man. Colossians 3, right? 1 through 2, you be risen with Christ, right? Set your affections on the things above where Christ seats. Hallelujah. And then the second week he spoke, back in February 6, he used Proverbs 29, 18, Proverbs 29, 18. And I just want to go through review because review is important. Review is so important in the Word of God. It's so important. Hallelujah. And thank you for the Word, Lord. Thank you for the Word, Lord. Proverbs 29, 18. Let me get over there. Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
Where there is no vision, the people perish, right? So you're going to have to get your vision open. And that's why I like reading from Isaiah. You know, open your eyes, enlarge your tent. Open your eyes, enlarge your tent. Start opening your visions. Just start taking steps. Yeah, they're going to be small at first, right? But man, at least you're heading in the right direction. You know, if the Lord's asking you to do something or leading you in a direction, start going out and do something to start making that happen, right? If he tells you to go to another place, you, you start to go, right? You start to move there, right? you got to get that vision started. If you don't, you won't, right? So you got to get that vision started. Without God's vision, you're going to go backwards. You're going to end up in agreement with the world's way of living, and you're going to wind up entering under the curse. You're going to start living by their rules, and you're going to start being governed by what goes on in that world, right? So what you set your vision on, that's what's going to deposit on the inside of you and your spirit, man. And as a result, your life's going to flow and be governed in that direction, okay? I'm getting all this stuff as Pastor Justin's talking. And I'm writing all this stuff down, right? Okay, from the Holy Spirit. You get subjected to its rules and its outcome in life, okay? To just live by faith. This is the way we live, guys, by faith. We're Christians, right? We live by faith. We don't live like the world does, right? And then he said this, what things and what lenses in life are you observing and looking through? He says, are you looking through the natural eyes and at the natural circumstances around you? Or are you looking through your spiritual eyes? Okay, because the Lord has given you spiritual eyes. And then he used 2 Corinthians 4, 17 to 18. And we got to go over and we got to look at that again. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 to 18. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Paul's talking about his light affliction. It's only for a moment, and it works in us a far exceeding more eternal weight of glory. But look at verse 18. While we don't look at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen, okay? For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. They can change. You can change the condition. Man, when I found that out, oh, glory be to God. Now now I'm walking in health. Now I'm walking in prosperity, right? Now I'm living my life in peace. Oh, man, if you'd have seen me before I got born again. (laughs) But you can change it, okay? You can change it. And so what I want to do tonight is I want to share how to develop a vision, okay? How do you develop a vision? Well, you got to find yourself in God's vision. you got to find yourself in his vision. you got to find yourself in the Word of God. That's how you do it. You find yourself in the Word of God. When I started finding myself in the Word of God, that's when I started getting my vision. That's when things started changing. When I saw myself seated with Jesus, when I saw him as a head, but I'm in his body, when I saw myself seated with him, I found myself. I found myself, Vic. I found myself in the Scriptures. I found myself. I found it in the Scriptures. There I am. That's me, right? And, oh, man, everything changed when I did that. You have a place. Say, I have a place in God's master plan. Yes. So, Father, show me how and where I fit into your master plan. That's what I started to do, right? Okay, let's think of architects, right? What does an architect do? He begins to get a vision. He begins to get a plan. He starts to write that plan out. He starts to make a blueprint, right? And what did the Lord do? He had a plan. And Brother Vic said it tonight, light be. He had a plan. And his whole universe started expanding at the speed of light. Oh, galaxies, trillions of stars just everywhere. Boom. And it's still growing at that, at that pace, at that speed, okay? Look at what God's created for us. Look at our future. Look where we're going, okay? Mm, an architect. He needs people. The Lord needs you. He built all this for us. He built it all for us. He wants a family, right? He wants us to share in all this glory that he made, okay? It's exciting, isn't it? 
Mm. How to develop your vision. So let's go to, um, let's be led by the Holy Spirit here. Okay, Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Hallelujah. I'm going to go to Isaiah 55. And I want you to see something. Because it was in Isaiah 55 that I began to confess this scripture over my life. I began to pray this. I began to meditate on this. I would get up in the mornings and I would pray this. I would walk around during the day and I would confess this. I just started to do this because it just touched me when I read this. Isaiah 55. We're talking about vision. This whole thing is about vision, okay? I'm going to let the Word speak to you as I'm talking. And as the Word begins to speak to you and as you begin to hear from the Holy Spirit, write it down. Jot it down, okay? We're at verse 8. Okay, for my thoughts. My plans are not your thoughts. They're not your plans, okay? That tells me that God has a different way of thinking than the world has. And so immediately when I saw that, I said, thank you, Jesus. I want that kind of thinking. I want to make my thinking now your thought life. I want to make your thoughts my thought, Lord. you got a plan. Obviously, there's a plan out there. I see it in motion. I see it going. I need to get into that plan, right? So I want to make your thoughts my thoughts. I want to line up in your plan. I want to know where I fit in that master plan, right? Neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. I got it, Lord. It's your way or it's, or it's down the highway, as my one boss used to say when I was working with them, okay? I get it, Lord. I want your ways. I want your ways. I want to learn your ways, Lord. I want to learn your ways. And then he says this, look how high the heavens are above the earth, right? So are my ways above than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, right? Remove the limitations. Remove the limitations. Allow your thoughts to line up with his thoughts. Allow your thoughts to line up with his thoughts. Allow your vision to line up with his vision, okay? And watch the fun begin. Watch the fun with your walk in, in, in the Lord begin, okay? Let his thoughts be your thoughts. He says, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, it's not going to go back up, right? It won't evaporate, right? Until it's done what it's supposed to do. It comes in, it waters the earth. What does your prayer time do, right? Pastor Justin talked about it last week. How do you, how do you get your focus? You spend time in the Word, right? And then you enter in an intimate prayer with the Lord and the Holy Spirit, right? It's in those times that you begin to get his thoughts. It's in those times that you begin to hear from the Lord. It's in those times that you get one word from God and that one word from God will change the whole situation because now your faith is, is with his faith. Now your faith is combined with his word, right? And he'll bring a scripture to you. He'll bring something to you. And now when I speak it, I believe it when I speak it and I know it'll come to pass, right? So it's going to do what it's designed to do. It, look what it does. Look what his... Look what the rain does to that seed. It fertilizes it. It's in the ground. The seed knows what to do. The Word's designed. It knows what to do. It knows what to do with your spirit when it gets on the inside of you. And now when you start speaking it, it's actually pregnant words that are coming out of you. It's actually words that are going to go out and start doing what they're supposed to do, right? And it gives life. It gives seed to the sower. It gives bread to the eater. Verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Lord, I want your words in my lips. I'm going to put your words on my lips, Jesus. I'm going to keep your words. What it's saying in Proverbs chapter 4, don't have a forward mouth, don't have perverse lips. Woo, hey. My, my words are your words now, Jesus. Vision. We're talking about vision here, right? We're talking about tuning our minds, tuning our heart, tuning our spirit, right? Because character, position comes from the, from the, uh, the character of your heart. It comes from the, it comes from the condition of your heart is your, is your position, okay? So I'm getting all this on the inside of me. Look at this. It's going to prosper whereunto I send it. Verse 12. So now I can go out with joy. Now I can be led forth with, with peace, right? With the Holy Spirit. Now the mountains and the hills, they'll break forth before me into singing. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Look at verse 13 now. Instead of the curse comes the blessing, right? 
Oh, look at that. I don't have to have thorns in my life anymore. I don't have to have fear or timidity in my life anymore. I don't have to be ruled by the curse anymore. I don't have to live in this, right? I can live in the blessing, right? Instead of the briar coming up now, look at the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting covenant that shall not be cut off. The Lord wants to do this in my life. Okay, now, think of this in mind. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. We're going to go see Grandpa Abraham. Okay, our great-grandpa. Okay, hallelujah. This is all about vision. This is all about vision. It's all about vision. It's all about finding the master plan. Here's God's master plan, and he shows it to Abraham, right? We're going to go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. All right. Thank you, Lord. Now the Lord had said, look at that name. It's Lord. Okay. And I want you to know something. When you say the name of Jesus, when the Lord showed Moses his glory, the first things that came out of the Lord's mouth was his covenant name, the Lord, the Lord. You have a right to speak that name. You have a right to say the name of the Lord. You have the right to say the name of Jesus. And then what did he say? Mercy, mercy, right? Forgiveness, mercy, forgiveness, grace, glory, glory, right? He's showing them who he is. He's showing them what his name is. The Lord puts his name up with him, right? He recognizes that covenant. Oh, you've got a right to say that name. And so here's that name. Here's the Lord introducing himself to him. And he says to him, Abram, you've got to get out of your country. You've got to get out from your kindred. You've got to get out of your father's house. You've got to go into a land that I'm going to show you. Some of y'all are going to have to leave what you're doing. You're going to have to leave your friends. Now, you don't hate your family. It's not that the Lord's telling you to isolate forever from your family. But some of you got to get up and go to get into God's vision. You're going to have to make a change. And it starts with the very little things in your life, okay? When I go into the prison and I minister this to the guys that are in prison, I say, the first thing you guys do when you get up in the morning, I want you to line your shoes up perfectly. The first thing you do when you get up in the morning, I want you to make your bed the best that you can make it. What are you doing? You're changing your condition. You're changing your attitude. You're changing the way you're doing things. I want you to stop saying these words. I want you to start writing down what you're saying. So I tell them, take a piece of paper and write what's coming out of your mouth. Change it. Stop changing it. Change what you're saying. You can do all these things now while you're in here, okay? Avram, you got to get out of here. You got to get out of this place that I'm going to show you to. Look what the Lord says. Look what I'm going to do. I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. I've got a plan. I've got a plan. I'm going to make you a great nation. That's us. That's us. It wasn't just for Avram. It wasn't. It's, we're in that plan. This is the master plan. Get your vision in this. Saturate your vision in this, okay? Man, we're with Grandpa Abraham. Hmm. Boy, I'm looking forward to meet Grandpa Abraham. Okay, I'm going to make thee a great nation. I'm going to bless you and make your name great, and you're going to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing, right? We've learned that, okay? And I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. Hey, I want to live in the blessing, okay? I want the people around me to be blessed, okay? Man, it's fun when you see the Lord start blessing your kids. It's fun when you see the Lord start blessing people around you. Oh, it's so fun. Mm. And then you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That's us. That's you and me. Okay. Now, go a couple pages over to Genesis 15. Pastor Justin talked about this last week. He just came back from that great victory. Melchizedek just passed a blessing to him, right? There was a transfer there. There was a release of the anointing. There was a release of the blessing. Abraham tithes into the Lord, right? There's an established connection with the covenant there. And the Lord introduces himself in verse 1, and he says that I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to be your exceeding great reward. And I'm just going to skip through two, three, and basically say through four, what the Lord did is he took Abraham out, okay? And he showed him a vision of the stars. Stars represent time. 
Stars represent eternity, right? And how many stars are out there? You've seen the Hubble Space Telescope? Some of those pictures, I think. Imagine seeing that, okay? The the Lord said he took Avram out, and he showed him the stars. And, And I really believe he got into that vision. I believe he stepped into that vision of those stars, and he's looking around, and he's like, whoa. He showed him you and I. He showed us his plan, his blueprint, his vision. You're in that master plan. You're in that plan. You're in there. You got to get this in your ear. You got to get this inside of you, okay? That eternity is the plan for you. What you're doing right here now is just a speck of time. What you're doing right here, you're preparing yourself for eternity right now, and you're in that master plan, okay? And the Lord is showing him this, okay? And he's building Avram's faith, okay? And so now I'm going to go over here to verse 7. And the Lord says unto him, I am the Lord. There, oh, there's a covenant name again. Now he's talking about Elohim in here, and it's a different word. It's, it's a different type of pronunciation for Je- Jehovah in here. But the Lord is identifying himself here with a covenant name. He's identifying himself here with a covenant name. Okay, I want you to see that. Man, the Lord's big on, on the covenant. He's, he wants to come in the covenant with you. He wants you to be part of this master plan. He says, I brought you out of her, right? Out of the Chaldees to give thee the land to inherit it. And in verse 8, he says, Lord God, so he's calling him Adonai, he's calling him his master, he's calling him Elohim, he's understanding, he's coming into an intimate moment with him. It's an intimate moment right now with the Father. Get those intimate moments with the Lord. Those words, those one words from God will change your life, right? Okay, he's in that intimate moment, and he says unto me, all right, how do I know I'm going to inherit this? Now, here's where you've got to anchor your soul. You've got to do something with the Lord when it comes to his promises, whether it be healing, whether it be finances, whatever it is. You need to sit down, and you need to get to a position where you begin to anchor your soul. So the Lord does something here. He tells Avram to take a bunch of animals. And I just really believe in my heart it was because that in those days is what would trigger Abram to think of a covenant, right? Okay, I, I, I really believe they don't have any significance. So don't go out and get this many bulls or this many things thinking that that's what's going to make the Lord move. I just really believe what it was is it was an understanding of a covenant agreement that he would have with him, right? And so he tells them to take all these things and cut them and set them up, right? What's the Lord doing? He's showing Avram. At that time, it was Avram. He's showing him, I'm going to come in covenant with you. I'm going to come into covenant with you, and I'm not going to break it. This is, it's doing something to his mind. It's doing something to his spirit, okay? It's letting him know that the Lord is with him, okay? And I'm going to pick it up, and uh, in verse 14 and 15, notice something happens when you come into agreement with the Lord. He begins to talk to you, okay? He's beginning to talk to Avram. He's beginning to show him what's going to happen to his descendants. He's beginning to open things up to him, okay? And he's hearing this, and he's seeing all this, all right? Look what it's doing to his vision. God's being able to move in the earth now, okay? In verse 16, uh, wait, let me get down here. I want to get to, uh, uh, let's see, where do I want to go, Lord? Okay. Verse 16, but in the fourth generation they shall come hither again. 
For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it shall come to pass that when the sun went down, here we go, verse 17. It came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Avram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land. And then he tells about where the seed is going. I want you to get a picture. And I've heard a man of God say this. I heard Brother Copeland say this, and I agree with this. I believe he saw the Lord's footprints going through the blood of that covenant, and it did something to him. That's the smell of those animals. Seeing the Lord walk through that, seeing the Lord enter into a covenant with him, it did something to his mind. You are seated with Jesus, and I want to go to there now. I want you to now hold that thought, because... Anchor your very soul on that, okay? What do you do when you take communion? I'm asking you this question because I want you to start thinking. What are you doing when you're taking communion? What are you doing with the Lord? Okay? Because Paul said, examine yourself. And as I got, I got intimate with the Lord one time in communion, I thought about Avram. I thought about when the Lord had him walk, right, through that blood. And he saw it, and it anchored his soul. And here the Lord's telling us to take communion. And they did it every day. The disciples did that every day. And every day they broke the bread, and they drank the wine. They remembered that covenant. They remembered what it was in Jesus. They remembered who they were in Jesus. They saw themselves in the Scripture. They saw themselves in the plan. They saw themselves seated in and with Jesus. Okay, so now when you're sitting down and you're doing communion and you're going over things of finances and you're going over things of your health and you're going over other things in your life, examine yourself. I don't want to be judged with the world. I want to be in that covenant with the Lord. Right. So it goes more than just my sins. It goes more than what I need forgiveness more. It goes more. It goes so deep into the covenant. I'm seeing myself in front of Jesus. I'm seeing Jesus on that cross. I'm seeing what he went through. I'm seeing what he saw. I'm seeing the stars that Abraham saw. I'm seeing the Lord's said, light be. I'm seeing God with the blessing. I'm seeing what Jesus meant for us, what he wants us to do, right? I'm seeing where I am in him and he's in me, okay? And I'm seeing that when I'm breaking the bread. I'm seeing that when I'm drinking the cup of the wine. I'm seeing all of this, right? And so I'm saying, I'm examining myself and I'm saying, Jesus, I'm in you and you're in me. Jesus, you got a plan and a vision for me. And I'm in that plan. Lead me, guide me, Lord. I'm your eyes. I'm your ears. I'm an instrument, Lord. I'm a vessel for you, Lord. These hands are healing hands. Hands. These hands are your hands in the name of Jesus. These eyes are your eyes in the name of Jesus. These ears are your ears in the name of Jesus. Oh, oh, look at look what communion becomes now. Now it doesn't become some kind of ritual where you go in and you do something, right? No, now it's an intimate moment. Man, you're you're spilling your heart out to the Lord. You're envisioning yourself with Jesus. Now you're envisioning yourself in Jesus. Now you're seeing the plan. Now you're understanding why God showed it to Abraham. Now you're understanding what this is all about. Yes. Yes, I'm part of this plan. I'm part of eternity, Lord. Yes, yes, I'm a carrier of your presence, Lord. That's why you died on the cross. Yes, I get this, Lord. I get this in the name of Jesus. Oh, it gets excited. Vision is all about identity. Find yourself in the scriptures. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Now you get excited, right? Now you're starting to understand, I got a dream. He's got a dream for me. I've got a dream. He's got a dream for me. He's got a blueprint for me, and I fit in that plan, right? Yes, I'm in Jesus. He's in me. This is what this is all about. And you start to get excited. And then it's in those intimate moments when the Lord begins to start speaking to you. That's when he begins to start telling you what to do. That's when he begins to tell you to start going where where to go, what to do. It's in those intimate moments, right? So we're going to go to Galatians 
We're going to go to chapter 3. Oh, I love preaching this to the guys when they're in the, in the prisons because they just look at me when I'm saying that and they say to themselves, don't you see in the position I'm in? And I'm saying, don't you see in the position God puts you in? I mean, it's like, he don't see what you're seeing right now. He's seeing what Jesus did right now. You need to make that vision your vision, right? You need to see that. So we go to Galatians chapter 3. And we go to verse 6. Even as Avraham, and what did the Lord do to Avraham? I love what he did. He changed his name. He said, you're going to be called now Avraham. So now every time he comes up to somebody, hi, my name is Avraham. Avraham, what's that mean, father of many nations? I mean, every, he's hearing it day and night. Avraham, Avraham. And he's seeing the picture of those stars. And he's remembering what the Lord says to him. And now he's speaking it. Avraham, I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations. And so now he's seeing himself in Christ Jesus. So every morning I get up and I do what Brother Vic does. Jesus, I'm in you and you're in me. I do this every morning. I'm in you, Jesus, and you're in me. Jesus, you're the head and I'm the body. I'm your instrument, Lord. Woo, the Father's one in you, and you're one in me. Oh, and I love what John said. I love what John said. In 1 John chapter 1, he says, hey, we can have fellowship. You can have fellowship with us. Oh, I started running around. And, and on Thursday night, I started running around the prison. And there were a bunch of prisoners that they were transferring from one cell to the other. And the guy looked at me and said, that's a Jesus freak right there. And I just, at the top of my lungs, said, yes, I'm a Jesus freak. I'm possessed by Jesus. I'm in him, and he's in me. And I mean, I said, the whole prison heard me. The guards are just looking. And I'm running around just like this. Yes, I'm in Jesus. I'm in Jesus. He's in me. Yes. I got so excited, man. And the guys I've ministered to, they're just like this. I'm, it is just like, I see myself in the Word. I see myself in Jesus. I'm in Him. He's in me. I got the vision. I found myself in the Scriptures. And here it is, right? Abraham believed God. And it was accounted for him the righteousness. Verse 7. Don't you know that they which are of faith... The same are the children of Abraham. There it is. I'm in that vision, right? Ooh, God. And the scripture, foreseeing that God, in verse 8 here, would justify the heathen. That was me, right? Through faith. He preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, And you shall, Joseph, be blessed. And you shall, Joseph, be blessed. And you shall, Joseph, be blessed. I started putting my name in there. I saw myself in the scripture. I'm just like Abraham. Hey, look what happened to his kids. Look what started happening with the blessing. I'm in this. Look at this. This is me. So then, verse 9, so then they which be of faith. So Joseph, you're of faith. You're blessed with faithful Abraham. Then I'm going to jump down here in verse 13. Christ, the resurrected, seated Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father. He's the head. I'm the body. I'm seated with them. The Christ, the seated Jesus, whom I'm seated with, right? He has redeemed me from the curse of the law. He became a curse for me because it's written, curses everyone that hangs on the tree. Why did you do this? So that the blessing of Abraham could come on Joseph through Jesus Christ so that we, let me turn the page here, we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Abraham's covenant, what he was talking to him. And if you go all the way to verse 29 at the end of that chapter, it says, if you be in Christ... If you see yourself, where you're seated, where your position is, right? You're seated with Jesus, right? So if you be seated with Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, right? And you're heirs according to the promise. 
Jesus, I get to live in your anointing. Jesus, I get to, I get to hear you. I get to hear from the Father. I, get, I got so excited from that. Take the limits off your thinking. You're seeing and you're speaking. Take those limits off. No more small thinking, but God's thoughts. God's master plan, right? No more forward speaking against the word of God, against God's plan. Man, start speaking the blessing, right? So I found myself in the scriptures. I was seated with Jesus. And I want you to go to John chapter 15. Well, Brother Joseph, what does this have to do with vision? It has everything to do with vision. Because when you see who you are in Christ Jesus, when situations begin to happen in life, now I can sit down and I can do what Paul said to the Philippians in the fourth chapter. Christ is with me, and I'm in him, and he's in me. I don't have to be intimidated anymore. I don't have to take the situation that's happening anymore. I can sit back, and I can get that intimate moment with the Father, and I can remember who I'm seated with, right? Look at John chapter 15. Oh, I I always love coming here. I get so intimate with the Lord. I hear so many things from God when I come here. So, In verse 1, I am the true vine. There's other vines out there, folks. <clears throat> Who are you going to connect to? Who are you going to produce fruit through? Okay. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away. But every branch that beareth fruit, he's going to purge. Woo! Purge, <laughs> purge me, Jesus. I want some fruit, man. I'm your instrument, Jesus. Man, use me <clears throat> that it may bring forth fruit. Now you get clean through the word, right? Which I have spoken unto you. Here we are. Verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you. You can remain in the blessing. You can remain in Jesus, and Jesus in you. In any situation in life, you can run to the Word. You can run to the Father. It doesn't matter where you're at. You can run. You can stay in Jesus, and Jesus in you. I mean, it doesn't matter what the situation looks like. Abide in Him and abide in His Word, because a branch can't bear fruit by itself. I've tried it. I've cut a branch off a tree before. It don't grow, right? Except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Where are you seated? Who are you with? Who are you in? What position are you in? Identify yourself with Jesus. He's in you. See this? He that abideth in me, and I am him, the same will bring forth much fruit. Now there's that blessing, right? Fruit, right? For without me, you can't do nothing. Well, you're going to produce some kind of fruit with whatever vine you're attached to. So why not the blessing, right? You can do this, right? And this is exciting. If a man doesn't abide in me, right, he gets cast forth as a branch and he gets withered. And then what's the devil do? The men come, cast them into the fire, and they get burned. But look at verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, who are you seated with? Who are you seated with? What, what are you doing with your time, right? What are you doing with your thought life? What do you, I mean, what are you doing when you're, when you're at home alone? You know, what are you doing in those intimate moments when you have an opportunity to be with the Lord and in his word, right? You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. I'm an instrument. That's, that's what I'm designed to be, an instrument for the Lord. I'm designed to be an instrument for the Lord. He can't, God cannot show himself in the earth without us. He's decided that, we've been confessing, show me your glory, Lord. It's going to be your relationship with the Father, him and you and and he and you. That's what's going to make this happen. That's what's going to bring the glory. It's going to be those intimate moments. Oh, man, I get excited because I know the word is ministering to you. I I know you're seeing yourself now seated with Jesus. You're seated with him, okay? He's there, okay? 
Herein, verse 8, herein is how my Father gets glory. You start bearing his fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Now we're going to go to Matthew chapter 5. Now bear with me. I'm putting all these scriptures together because something happened when I was a captain in the Air Force and I was at Cape Cod and my life was a mess. And I got it all back together. And I'm spending time with the Lord and I got an intimate moment with him. And the Holy Spirit came on me. And I want to tell you something. What a night it was. And that's when my eyes opened up. And out of my mouth came, I will confess the name of Jesus in the heavens. I will confess the name of Jesus on the earth. I will confess that Jesus is the Christ. And I found my mission. I found what it was in the Lord. And immediately I started hitting the streets. I started telling everybody, hey, you can be in Jesus and Jesus can be in you. And I'm telling you, the Lord was there. And I'd be sitting there and I'd be talking to people about Jesus and how Jesus loves you. How Jesus is in me and he's in you. How the Holy Spirit wants to live in you. How the Holy Spirit wants to use you. How he wants to be in you. How God wants to have a relationship and come in and live on the inside of you. And the Holy Spirit would start falling on these guys. And all of a sudden, they just start getting, they would start feeling the Holy Spirit. They'd start sensing the Holy Spirit. Salvations would start happening. So I started going to my workplace, right? And so the guy that works in my same office, okay, one of the NCOs working back, cussing and swearing, saying, saying Jesus' name in vain left and right, right? Just to doing it to annoy me, right? And uh, so every time he said it, I said, I turned the other cheek. Now, the Bible says you turn the other cheek. That doesn't mean you be stupid. It just means the meek, you turn your cheek, okay? The meek turns his cheek. So what I say is, all right, Lord, how do I be meek in this situation? How how do you want me to move this situation? He says, every time he says it, you say he's going to get radically saved. Okay, Lord. So every time he cussed, I just say, you're going to get radically saved. And he'd look at me, and he'd say the name of the Lord in vain again. I say, you're going to get radically saved. I mean, he did this for like two months. Well, I didn't know it, but his wife had gotten born again. <clears throat> I did not know this, right? And she had been praying for him. And um, right before I left Cape Cod, he, he invites me into his house. He says, you know, you're not going to believe this. I go, what? He goes, but I got born again. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, this is, hey, you're an instrument of the Lord. And so in the workplace, it started happening. Revival started breaking out in the workplace, right? It was just so great. And uh, I was like, man, thank you, Jesus. See, what's my mission? What's my job? My job, my vision is to be that instrument for Jesus, to be that instrument for Jesus, to be that instrument for Jesus. I'm just going to say it, to be that instrument, right? So now I, gotta, I get up in the morning now, there's joy in my heart, right? I heard Dr. Savell say that story where he, where he went to the mall and that light is bobbing with him, the light of the Lord. And this lady heard from the Lord and went to the mall and she's seeing this light and she got healed. So my wife and I, you know, I think I said this story. It was about maybe six months ago. We went to the mall in Arlington and she's going in there looking at something in the store. So I'm just sitting out there in the middle of the, of the aisleway out there in, in, the, in the walkway. And I'm like, man, Lord, the light was following Dr. Savell. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to be stupid. I'm not going to get them to do something dumb, right? But I was like, Lord, lead me or use me to do something in here. So um, <clears throat> I go walking into the store, and I just start talking about Jesus to the guy that's the shoe salesman and come to find out he's a Christian. So we just start talking about Jesus in the store. And then we start praying together. And he starts praying with me, and I start praying with him over his workplace because he's got people there from other nations that believe other guys. And so now he's starting to pray with me. And we start praying together. And then Charlene comes out, and she tells me, hey, I was just in there witnessing to the girl that was doing my makeup with me. And we just started talking about Jesus and praying about Jesus. Yes! Now, ain't that fun now? That's fun now when you go to the, to the store. So now all of a sudden, Jesus, I'm your, I'm your vessel. I've got the vision now. I'm blessed with, with faithful Abraham, right? This whole vision is about this. All right, Matthew chapter 5, 
verse 13 through 15. Okay? Jesus is talking in the Beatitudes, as they call it, right? And he's telling how you're blessed. And he's showing you how a blessed man lives. Ooh, I get excited when I read that. But he says something down here in verse 13. He says, you are what? The salt of the earth. There you are. You found yourself in the scriptures. What are you? You're salt. You're salt of the earth. Look what, Look how Jesus identifies you. Look what God sees you as. You are salt of the earth. Now, if the salt loses its flavor, it's good for nothing, right? It just gets tossed, chucked, and then trampled them under feet. Oh, here you are again. You're finding your vision. You're finding yourself in the scripture. What's verse 14 say? You are what? The light of the world, right? Hey, what are you going to do with the light? A city set on a hill can't be hid, okay? Neither do men, in verse 15. Neither do they put a candle under the... the what are you going to do with the light? You're going to hide it so you can't let it shine and everybody walk in darkness? What's Jesus going to be doing with you? What's Jesus going to be doing with you? Get excited. This is vision here, okay? So you need to meditate on this, right? Now, I like Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> oh, Lord, who are you? I mean, just think about it. Let, let, it, let the Lord just speak to you. Who are you? Where are you seated? Who are you in and who's in you? Okay. Do you realize you have the answer that the world needs? Do you realize that you have the answer to the workplace that you go into? If you just spend, if you just abide in the Lord and be meek, the meek inherit the earth, right? If you just spend the time in the Lord, right? Abide in His Word, right? And just start taking, taking them with you everywhere you go, okay? Who are you? Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Who are you? Find yourself in the scriptures. Where are you? In you. He has what? Quickened. Who was dead in trespasses and sin. Hey, I'm alive. Do you know what's on the inside of you? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? I mean, think about it. Jesus goes, sits at a well, right? His disciples go out to go find something to eat, and here comes a girl and starts talking to him. And the next thing you know, Jesus starts engaging in a conversation with her. And then as he starts engaging with a conversation with her, the Holy Spirit comes in and starts talking, starts telling him what to say. Hey, you had this many husbands, and, and this dude you're living with now, he ain't your husband. She's like, whoa. I mean, look at what the Holy Spirit does just by engaging in conversation. Jesus wasn't trying to do anything special. He was just listening to the Holy Spirit. He's just sitting there in a well, right? And here comes up this lady. The Lord set up an encounter. God is going to set up encounters for you. I'm praying to the Holy Ghost. Pastor Justin said, hey, he said, I heard from the Lord. He said, we're going to have a team of 500 people going out. Lord, how can I do that, you know? Hey, uh, so I'm praying to the Lord. So I begin to start praying this prayer over you, right? God's going to set up encounters for you, right? And I, and I love Tanya's testimony. Tanya Flower, oh, man. She comes up to me. She says, I've been praying to reach the family. There's seven areas of influence, right? One of them is the family. I'm like, Lord, how can we reach family out there? She comes up to me and says, you know what? In my workplace, I met some other mothers that are twins, right? And they got this club, right? And so I got invited into this club. And while we're there, you know, they found out I'm a Christian and, and I'm ordained, she says, and I'm talking about Jesus to them. So the next thing they know, they ask her to be her pastor. I mean, not a pastor, but her chaplain, forgive me, her chaplain, okay? So now she's a chaplain in this group. And so now what's she doing at her workplace? She's got other mothers that are coming there that are twins. And now that, that group is a big group. And now she's ministering, right? 
Look what the Lord's doing. He's setting up encounters, right? He's going to do this in your workplace, okay? Vision, who are you? I I keep saying this. You're an instrument. You're designed. You're created by God. Listen, the Holy Spirit's laughing with me right now. I'm laughing with him. Okay, (laughs) look, guys. If you knew where I came from, okay, if you knew the family that I came from, if you knew the place that I came from, and you see me standing here, and you see me talking like this, you would not say it's the same individual. You would not believe me, okay? That's, that's all I'm going to tell you, and the Lord just laughs with me about it all the time. Um, he has taken me places and has done things with me, and um, I have just been so happy with him. He, he, he allowed me to be an exchange officer to go work with the, with the Royal Air Force over in the United Kingdom, and I got to go work there with them and be part of their Air Force. He let me go do, at a detachment at a small island. And while I was on that island, they let me minister at their church. And we did a revival. And a revival out broke out in that island. And people started getting saved left and right. And this is all while I'm working in the Air Force. And then the Lord fulfills a dream I had when I was a second lieutenant. And I was at Montana. And, um, and a colonel came up to me and says, what do you want to do? I said, I'd like to go to J3 one day. I'd like to work in, in the National Military Command Center, you know. And I, I would like to work for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, right? And then what was my last assignment in the Air Force? I got picked to do that, you know. I got to go to the National Military Command Center. I got to work with the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I got to be an assistant director, deputy director of operations. I mean, I'm telling you, the Lord just started blessing me. And, and everything I did in my whole walk in life, I was going out and I was evangelizing. I was working with the church, and I was going out, and I was doing outreach for them and doing outreach with them, you know. And that, what is your vision? What is your position, right? Where are you? You're seated with Jesus, right? Look at verse 2. Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. It's that spirit, right, that's working now on the children of disobedience. Look at verse 3. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to have those conversations in time past. I used to walk in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, the mind, right? And by nature, for those of you who think you're still a sinner, by nature, I was a child of wrath, but not anymore. Man, Brother Rick said it when we were doing our prayer, and I remind myself of this every time. This is the first thing that comes out of my mouth when I talk to a prisoner. Hey, I was made righteousness. I didn't do it. Jesus did. I didn't create my spirit in that image. Jesus created my spirit in that image. He's the one that raised me up and let me sit with him. I didn't do it, right? I was by nature a sinner. There's a difference between being a sinner and sin, okay? I want you to know that. There's a difference between being a sinner and a sin, okay? That doesn't mean, if you make a mistake and you sin, that doesn't mean you're a sinner, okay? I want you to understand that, okay? But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when I was dead in sin, he did something to me. He did something to me. What did he do? He quickened me. He quickened, he made me alive. What's your vision? What's your vision? What are you meditating on? What what, what are you thinking about when you walk? Where are you seeing yourself seated when when a doctor comes back with a report? Where are you seeing yourself seated when you're in a situation? Who are you seeing yourself seated with, right? I guarantee you the answer when you get it is probably going to be something that you weren't thinking about, okay? He's quickened us together with Christ. By grace we're saved. And look at this. Here it is, verse 6. We found ourselves in the scripture. What's verse 6 say? We found ourselves in the scriptures. Who are we? He's raised us up together and he's made us sit. Where? Next to Jesus? Or, you know, in the other room down the hall in the temple? Somewhere next to Jesus in the heavens? No. Where did he sit us? He sat us together in the heavenly place with him. Oh, man. Does that... I mean, what does that do to you? 
What, is, what does that statement do to you? This is not a blasphemous statement, right? What does that statement do to you? What does that do to your thinking when you take communion and you're, and you're, you're going over the covenant elements? You know, and just like when Avraham saw Jesus, well, yeah, saw the Lord walking through those animals and he had that vision, that covenant vision. What does that vision do to you when you're taking communion and you're seeing yourself in the word? What, what does that do to your thinking, right? What does that do to you when you get up in the morning? What, what does that do to you, you know, when you're, when you're praying over your family? Oh, the Lord is blessing my children. Man, I'm telling you, Vic was saying it in his prayers. I do this every day. You know, when, when I go over those prayers, I'm saying, Lord, you bless my children. Lord, you bless my children. Lord, you bless my heritage. Lord, you bless my heritage. And man, I hear stories from my kids how the Lord's blessed them all the time. I'm t- I told you, one of our kids had a $30,000 debt removed. Uh, we've got a granddaughter now. She's only two years old. And she's got an agent, and she's doing modeling. They're taking pictures. She's modeling. The little girl don't even know it. She's just sitting there having fun, and they're snapping shots, and she's already getting money for the future. I'm telling you, the Lord is blessing our kids. You can walk in this blessing. You can identify yourself in the blessing. You don't have to live in an atmosphere of doubt. You don't have to live in this atmosphere of, you know, despair. You don't have to live in this thing called the curse anymore. You can live in this thing called the blessing and you can let your mind just focus on the blessing. You can let your words be in the blessing and just learn how fun this is. Ah, I'm going to go to one more scripture. It's 8 o'clock. I'm just going to go to one more scripture here in Matthew chapter 9. I want you to see what the Lord sees. I want you to see what Jesus sees. You've been been doing good. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just preach yourself happy, you know. But that's what you got to do in the morning when you get up. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Jesus goes about all the cities and the villages. He's teaching in their synagogues. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He's healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But, he, but, he's, but something happens in verse 36, okay? When he sees the multitudes, he, he starts getting moved with compassion on them. Why? Because they're fainted, they're scattered abroad, they're sheep having no shepherd. And then in verse 37, Jesus is saying something to his disciples. He says unto them, he says, look, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Jesus is saying, guys, I, I can't do this alone. I can't do this alone. I need help. Jesus is saying, I need help. Isn't that powerful? He's showing Abraham all those stars, all those trillions and trillions of stars, right? And he's showing them, that's how your descendants are going to be. This, this is this beautiful place I've created. I need your help. You're in me and I'm in you, man. I, I'm the vine and you're the branch, okay? Let's work together, okay? Who are you? Who are you? Where's your vision? Who are you identifying with, right? Who are you? Where are you seated? Okay, he's saying that. Look at verse 38. Pray you therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Man, the Lord needs you. So, like I said when I started, I'm an instrument. I'm an instrument for the Lord. That's who I am. That's my position. That's my identity. I'm a, that's who I am. These hands. Yes, Lord. These hands are your hands. Yeah. Yes. 
That, oh, that spirit that's on the inside of me, that's your spirit. That's the same spirit that the Lord gave, that the Father gave you when he raised you from the dead, man. Oh, yeah, okay, Lord, you're the head and I'm the body. You're the vine, you're connected to the source, but I'm the branch. Yeah, we're working together. Without a branch, Lord, you can't have fruit. And oh, and I, oh, I got the big, the rocket science jet light revelation, right? Hey, Jesus, you can't show yourself in the earth without me. You've decided you're going to show your glory through me. Oh, that's powerful. <laughs> Jesus is talking before he goes, and he says, <laughs> one of the disciples say, right, with Philip, he says, show me the Father, and that'll suffice, right? He's just thinking about Moses when he sees the Lord, and Jesus is looking at him like, how long have you known me? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, you and I are risen with him. Look at, look at who we are. Look who we are. Oh, man. Oh, I get excited. Oh, man, there, there, are, there are formulas out there. There are mathematical formulas out there that have not been discovered. There are inventions out there that have not yet been discovered. Okay? There are things out there that the Lord is waiting to show that have not been discovered. And he wants to show them through you. And, you know, and I hear this from the Holy Spirit all the time. The Lord is looking for people to promote. Psalms 113, right? He's looking for people that he can take up and that he can put up in the stars like he did Abraham, like he did Isaac, like he did Jacob. And that's what it says when you read that scripture in here. He wants to lift you. He wants to raise you. He wants to seat you with princesses. He wants to put you in the stars. And when he showed Avram those stars, he says, I, I want to lift you up. I want to put you in those stars. I want to make you in the kingdom of heaven. I want to have you seated with me in the kingdom of heaven. I want you to sit with me in the kingdom of heaven. I want you to sit in positions of authority in the kingdom of heaven. I want to take you. If the Lord told you to make a taco, it's because you're going to own 20 taco stands. Okay? And that's what's going to happen. And then when you're done running, owning about 20 different taco stands, then he's going to do this. Now that you're finished with that, I want you to run for senator. What? And he'll have you do that. Or I want you to run for city council, right? This is the stuff the Lord does, right? This is what he does in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for showing me what vision is. Thank you for showing me what it means to be able to walk in your word. Thank you, Jesus, for letting me be seated with you. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much for the joy of allowing me to sit with you. You're the head and I'm the body, Jesus. Thank you so much for making your thoughts my thought. Thank you so much for allowing me to partake of your thoughts. Thank you for allowing me, Jesus, to partake of your spirit. Thank you for allowing me, Jesus, to, to be used by you to lay my hands on somebody and then you heal them. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to be able to go one day to the grocery store and the lady in front of me doesn't have the money to do it, to get her stuff, but I got the money on me, Jesus. And then I give the money, because my wife and I have done this so many times, and then they look at me and they, I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. And then I say, that's what Jesus does. That's what a Christian does. I follow Jesus. Thank you so much, Jesus. My wife and I were in the grocery store one time and that happened. There was a couple that wanted to get something, and, and they had a whole bunch of stuff. And we just had extra money left over, and so we just gave it to them. And the guy just looked at me and says, what are you doing? I said, the Lord told me to give this to you. What? The Lord talks to you? Yeah, doesn't he talk to you? Oh, I love saying that to guys. <laughs> don't, don't the Lord talk to you? And uh, he talks to me. <laughs> and it's like, the Lord told me to give this to you because Jesus says he loves you. And um, oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. All right. So, Father, in the name of Jesus.
I thank you, Lord, because we've heard your word. We've heard your word tonight. It's about vision, Lord. It's about vision. But, Lord, I said it in the way that you showed it to me. So I'm sharing it with them the way you shared it with me, Lord. Yeah, we're in you and you're in us, Jesus. <laughs> it's that intimate moment. It's that quiet moment when you begin to talk to us. and You begin to show us who you are. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word so much. Thank you for this beautiful body of believers in the name of Jesus. Thank you for what this church is doing and where it's going in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.